0: Apologies for any background noises you hear. Yes, I'm aware that you might hear my fans in the background, but I did not know my dog was gonna bark at the beginning of my podcast. So just bear with me, and nobody in my household can keep quiet, so apologies for that. But please enjoy the episode, Um, thank you. I'm gonna add two songs in every podcast if you need some new song recommendations, music recommendations, or just wanna know what kind of music I listen to, so you're very welcome, and please enjoy this week's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to the Real and True Podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mental health. I know in my last podcast, I said and a lot, but I promise it'll get better here on out, and I also got water this time and some gum, so my throat can be good. So, it is raining again and thundering this time on my podcast, just like it was last time I started my podcast. Also, my podcast is one week old, so that's exciting. It is Monday, July 27th. I know I was supposed to put this podcast out yesterday, but I got very distracted yesterday. So, yeah. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Types of mental health today, but before we get to that, I'd like to say a few things. So, if you haven't already um, listened to my first episode on my podcast, um, I talked about what the meaning was behind my podcast name, The Real and True. Um, I also talked about some topics that I will be talking about on my podcast in future episodes. So, if you want to know any episodes that will be coming up, just listen to my first podcast. Um, also, if you ever want to be in included in a podcast ever, you can always send in a message on my podcast and I can always add it to my podcast, which is also really cool. So if you ever want to be included in a podcast, I would so like to include anybody, especially my audience. You can also be live with me when we do a podcast because you can join me, which is a cool feature on the Anchor app where you do podcasts and stuff. So if you ever want to be in a future episode or go live with me for my next podcast or any future podcast, excuse me, I just burped. Just let me know, and I will will let you join it. I would so love to have people join it. So for today's podcast, I was going to have somebody here with me today, but that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to be talking about mental health by myself today, which is fine with me. So, yeah. Yeah. I will try to always put out my podcast on Sundays, um, but this time it just didn't happen. Like I said, I got distracted yesterday, so we're here now. Okay, so let's talk about real quick why I decided to talk about mental health for my second episode of my podcast. So I chose mental health for my second podcast because it is something that everybody deals with at a certain point in their lifetime. And it just is a topic that I feel like people are ashamed to talk about, which needs to be addressed, especially people in general. People need to be able to be more open about it and not be ashamed or afraid to talk about it because it's a normal thing for human beings to go through in general. We all deal with something that we are ashamed of, and I feel like we should be able to talk about things that make us feel like we're ashamed of. Um, Also, my podcast from last episode was about 25 minutes. So this podcast will most likely be lot longer than that so bear with me as we talk about 10 different types of mental health and we talk about ways to cope with it and just including some stories about mental health and things like that so yes also if, if anybody has any other ways to make my podcast seem a lot more cooler or any ideas or any You know, feedback, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, It's very cool to talk about these kind of things on podcasts, especially when I'm not sitting in front of a camera because I'm just sitting here recording my voice and talking to the people with, um, out y'all seeing me. So, like, I could be in pajamas right now, but I'm just in some shorts and a minion shirt, you know? because I love minions they're ha- they, they're so happy and so yellow and so freaking cute <laughs> okay so let's not get off a of topic even though that's probably gonna happen in many 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 episodes of mine's where we get off topic but we'll always get back on topic so yes um, if you also ever like I said want to be in any future podcast or anything DM me on any social media that you follow me on, and if you want to know any more about, like, how the podcast goes and, like, how I do it and what it would be like if you were included in an episode and you want to talk about it before the next one airs, just let me know before that Sunday so we can, you know, talk about it and you can give me a heads up and... We can plan for it because I planned for this podcast. I searched up some, you know, some facts and just some knowledge so I would, you know, so I would know what I'm talking about. So I'm not just blabbering about things and not have any idea what I'm talking about. But I assure you that I know what I'm talking about in this podcast. (laughs) I did my research. I look things up I did what I did so to anybody out there dealing with any kind of mental health just know that you are 100% worth it you are very much loved I love you if you ever need somebody to talk to my dms are always open if you ever want to talk about things I'm always here to talk to you about it Um, you don't have to talk to me about things, but if you want to talk to somebody, reach out for some help. Always, always reach out for help. So, before I get into talking about mental health, um, let's just talk about some things that include mental health. So, if you have ever been told that you don't suffer from a certain type of mental health, from a family member, a sibling, from a guardian, from a friend, just know that they are 100% wrong. I believe you that you are dealing with some type of mental health, even if you aren't, or even if you haven't been diagnosed yet. Um, I wanted to mention this in my podcast because I feel like it should be mentioned. So it's anybody who hasn't been diagnosed with the mental health, but feels like or knows that they are going through one because everybody your own person you know yourself well you know yourself better than anybody and if you feel like you're dealing with some type of mental health but you haven't been diagnosed yet you are still valid i just want to let you know that i say that because people say that when it comes to when it comes to the the lgbtq plus community People are always saying certain um, sexualities are not valid, but it's not true. Anybody who's part of that community is valid, no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what your gender. You are 100% valid, and I love you for that. And even if you haven't come out the closet yet to all my people, you are 100% valid. I still love you. But we're not going to talk about LGBTQ plus today. So, but I wanted to mention that because I was talking about being valid. So, anyways, if you have not been diagnosed with a mental health, but you know yourself so well that you, you 100% know that you're dealing with some kind of mental health, you are still valid. Don't let anybody tell you different. And to all the people who say somebody's not valid because they haven't been diagnosed with a depression or some type of mental health, anxiety, whatever it is, you are still valid and maybe they did not go talk to their doctor because they were too scared to talk to your doctor or they just aren't ready yet so whenever you feel like you're ready always open up always talk to your doctor but do it when you feel like it's the right time and it's your time to do it don't push yourself because somebody else is pushing you push yourself when you know it's the right time for you and you will be okay I promise you I promise you you will be 100% okay and I love you for real so mental health to all my people out there dealing with mental health especially during these hard times during this quarantine it is okay okay we're all dealing with stuff on a day-to-day basis and quarantine just happens to make mental health a little worse because we're all cooped up in our houses and maybe some people are dealing with mental health at home with people that they just are tired of being around or excuse me excuse me excuse me again <laughs> but they are probably at home dealing with people that they just are tired to be around or they have family friends guardians whoever siblings whoever it is friends maybe they're you know make having it you know making them deal with some type of mental health without even realizing it so anybody who's at home suffering in silence or anything. I love you, you are it'll be okay. I'm here for you. I love you. I hope your day gets better. Um. Just try to relax, do something to distract yourself, take a nap, do what's best for you. So let's talk about the 10 types of mental health that I'm going to be talking about. So the 10 types of mental health that I'll be talking about are clinical depression, anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, dementia, sorry if I said that wrong, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, schizophrenia, sorry if I said that wrong, I feel like I said it right, but you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, autism, post-traumatic stress disorder, attention deficit disorder. And these were the top ten uh, mental health that came up on Google. So that's what Google said. Um, I know. I know people are always saying Google's not always right. Like I feel like Google's right most um, 90% of the time. There's might be a 10%. Maybe it's 50/50. I don't know. But sometimes I believe in Google a lot more than other people. So. Slutting in you now okay so also i wanted to mention that there are four types of mental disorders that i deal with on a day-to-day basis and we're just going to talk about it for a second so i deal with depression anxiety adhd and ptsd and to anybody who you know didn't know that or is kind of shocked by that um, surprise um yeah i might seem like you know a very happy outgoing person like a lot of people say i am but i deal with things i cope with things i'm a normal human being so don't judge me if you're listening to this don't judge me we all go through things um i just feel like gen z if you are part of gen z shout out to you I feel like Gen Z is more open about things, so and supportive a lot more. So if you are part of Gen Z, I uh, shout out to you. To anybody who is not part of Gen Z, I feel like are um, less supportive, but they might be supportive a lot. There, it might be 50/50. Okay, I don't know. I can't say. I can't speak for everybody, but. I'm just saying Gen Z is the, you know, generation that's more open and supportive when it comes to mental health, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ+, when it comes to things that bother us, when it comes to politics, when it comes to, um, the atmosphere, when it comes to the earth in general. I don't know if that word is for that. but if you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i'm talking about the earth also so i'm just saying gen z is a very powerful generation so y'all are we're more accepting but also let's get one thing straight about gen z gen z is 1995 all the way to 2012. okay now the 1995 All the way to the 2000, maybe 2003, 2002. Y'all, like we are much more, you know, we kind of understand things a lot more. The Gen Z years that are like 2003 to 2006, 2005. Y'all are, like, the middle ones, so y'all, like, y'all kind of understand us a lot more, but the Gen Zers that are 2006 to 2012, that's a whole different breed of Gen Zers. Like, those are the ones that ate Tide Pods, even maybe the 2003 to 2012 even, honestly maybe 2004 to 2012, just saying. But yes, Gen Z is a very powerful generation, and yes, so. And to anybody who is considered a boomer and says that Gen Zers are millennials, we're not, y'all just, y'all got us all mixed up. Y'all are always saying, you millennials and your avocado toast. Like, excuse you, can you please get your facts straight before you accuse us of the wrong, before you accuse the wrong generation? Generation, Gen Z will literally mess you up. Like, we are so powerful. We're so powerful that everything we did on TikTok when it came to the stuff with the politics i'm just gonna say it like that we like messed that up we did that we did that we're powerful okay so don't mess with us okay anyways let's get back on topic to talking about mental health because that's what happened we get off topic and we're gonna get back on topic so yes so mental health dealing with mental health i have been told Before we start talking about the mental health disorders that we're talking about today, I have been told by my 13-year-old sister, and I'm 19, which is a six-year difference. I've been told by my 13-year-old sister that I do not suffer from depression. And ever since, you know, she said that. She said that to me a couple times. I remember her saying it to me twice, but I feel like she said it more. But yes, she has definitely told me that I'm not depressed. I don't deal with that kind of stuff. What she doesn't know is that in my 19 years of life, I have dealt with stuff that she has not dealt with yet in her 13 years of life. And I started dealing with things. I started noticing I was depressed when I was 14 because I was dealing with some trauma. So... For her to be 13 and say I haven't experienced anything or I'm not depressed, I've, I've been there, done it, okay? So, to anybody, like I said, who tells you you don't deal with any type of mental health, they are wrong, I guarantee you it. And speaking of that, I've talked to my younger cousin, one of my younger cousins. Who is about 12, and me and her had a talk one day, and we sat down and we talked about mental health. And the thing about it was, like, I wasn't expecting, you know, me and my 12 year old cousin to sit down and talk about these things. And yet, my 13 year old sister says that it's like she acts like it's not real. She acts like mental health isn't real. She also acts like me being a part of the LGBTQ plus isn't real. Just wanted to put that out there. So it's like, you know, having that negativity, it just, it just doesn't match well. I've also had one of my friends over who's a year younger than me. And <clears throat> me and her were sitting in my room and my sister was standing at the door this day. And my friend was telling her about mental health and what she deals with on a day-to-day basis so we had a you know a whole talk for about 30 to 45 minutes about what we suffer with and what we used to cope with it because that's how we you know cope with our mental illnesses so For my younger 13-year-old sister to say something like that, I just, it just wasn't right in general. So, please don't let anybody ever tell you that you're not suffering from any type of mental health because they most likely just haven't experienced any type of mental health yet. And everybody deals with things at different times in their life, so... For somebody to just say that stuff to you, excuse me, just don't ever listen to them because they're wrong and you uh, can only know what you go through because you know yourself better than anybody. Alright, so now we're going to get into talking about all types of mental health that I picked out to talk about today. Um, Also, before I start this, um, all these 10 types of mental health that I picked out today, it does not mean that I won't talk about any other mental health because there's more than 10 mental healths out there. Um, These are just the top 10 that came up on Google that were the most common, but I will do a second episode to this on mental health and another episode because every topic that I talked about my last you know, podcast episode, including anything else I wrote down that I did not include in the podcast, will most likely, those some of those topics will have more than one episode because there's more to it than just me talking about it one time. So there's going to be more on mental health, just so anybody knows. So don't freak out because... I prepared this and I have many more things to talk about when it comes to mental health and when it comes to any other topics like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ+, and so on. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the 10 types of mental health that I will be talking about today. Clinical depression. I'm going to be talking about what clinical depression is and what it isn't. So I wrote down seven things that clinical depression is, like seven symptoms. I didn't write all down, all, all the symptoms for all of the mental health stuff I'll be talking about today, because there were so many for each one. So I wrote down at least seven for most of them. Maybe a little more for a couple other ones, but let's talk about it. And I'm also going to be talking about what clinical depression is, and these are going to be basically some stereotypes that people say but are not true. So, clinical depression is loss of interest, weight loss or weight gain, low energy, suicidal thoughts, poor concentration. Feeling of guilt, soundness. So if somebody's going through clinical depression and they don't experience all of those types of symptoms, it's because people it's because people who deal with, you know, clinical depression for this all don't always go don't all go through the same, you know, symptoms. Some people go through these symptoms very differently okay I'm back so some people deal with these symptoms like some people deal with depression with weight gain some people have weight loss some people excuse me I keep freaking burping this. my apologies some people have no energy whatsoever some people have low energy some people might even have high energy and you might even not know that they're depressed So somebody who's dealing with clinical depression, or in this case, doesn't go through the same symptoms. Everybody who deals with depression, deals with with depression in many different ways. So don't assume things about people, especially when it comes to mental health, because mental health is a serious topic and a serious thing, which is why I chose to talk about it. Clinical depression is not Being sad 24-7, being happy 24-7, being alone all the time, being home 24-7, having no energy, not talking to people, and ignoring people. So let me explain to you why I wrote these down so nobody, you know, gets offended or anything or says, like, I'm wrong or something. So if somebody's depressed and maybe they're sad all the time, just because somebody's depressed doesn't mean they're going to be sad 24-7. They might show other emotions, but just because somebody's depressed doesn't mean they're sad all the time. Also just because somebody's depressed doesn't mean they're happy all the time. Or maybe they act happy, but they're not really happy. So you really have to be careful when it comes to mental health with people. Mental health is not always being alone all the time. Just because somebody's alone all the time does not mean that they're depressed maybe they enjoy alone time but being alone doesn't mean that they're depressed also if somebody's home 24 7 that does not mean that they're depressed maybe they just enjoy being home plus going and dealing with all this quarantine and having to be home all the time doesn't mean somebody's depressed like somebody you can go out out on a walk but Just because somebody spends every single day of their life inside doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't define their mental health. And somebody who's depressed, they don't have to have no energy. They can have some energy. They can have no energy at all, which can be correct. They can have high energy. It just really depends on how depression affects that person um depression isn't always not talking to people or not wanting to talk to people just because somebody doesn't talk to somebody doesn't mean they're depressed maybe they just need some time away from that person maybe they just don't want to talk to people but it doesn't mean that they're not depressed maybe they just want some alone time and they're ignoring people it's a healthy circumstance it's how It's a healthy way of dealing with it. And just because somebody is ignoring people does not mean they're they're depressed. Like I said, maybe they just want alone time. Just because somebody is ignoring you doesn't automatically assume that they're depressed or something. So don't assume things. Next up is anxiety disorder. So for somebody who's dealing with anxiety, they might experience symptoms such as... Memory Issues, Overthinking, Avoidance, Rapid Heartbeat, Headaches, Trouble Breathing, stomach Issues, Panic Attacks, Lack of Patience. And just letting you know again that these are not all the symptoms, but these are some symptoms. Um, and these are things that anxiety isn't. Anxiety isn't overreacting. It's not being forgetful. It's not being sad. It's not choosing to be distant. And it's not a personality. And it definitely is not fake, it's 100% real. So let me explain these real quick. So some people say that somebody who has anxiety is overreacting, maybe they say that because maybe the person is overthinking too much or they're faking their it or maybe they're having an anxiety attack and somebody says, oh, you're, you're just overreacting some people react how they react and it's a normal reaction for example when there was a whole bunch of fireworks still being blown up in the air people were talking about it on tiktok i don't know if anybody else remembers this but if you remember this and you're listening to this podcast okay so for instance there was a day that the fireworks were going off actually there were plenty of days where fireworks were going off And I started to notice this last summer when one firework went off and I got completely scared. I was standing outside out back taking pictures, minding my own business. All of a sudden fireworks goes off. I legit go inside. I duck for cover. I'm thinking it's a gunshot or something. But it it wasn't because they were still shooting fireworks. So, I mean, it could have been, but... I'm just saying that it was fireworks. So after that day, this year, this time, quarantine. So, you know, they started shooting fireworks nonstop. And one day, I got so scared. I was sitting on my bed. My bed was close to the window. So I was sitting on all the way on the bed side where it was closer to the window. And every time the firework went off, I would get closer and closer to the opposite side of my bed. So, a firework went off, I got, like, to the middle of my bed. Firework went off again, I got to the other side of my bed. Firework went off again, and it was so loud. Sorry, I'm yelling. But, it went off, and I legit, I jumped on the floor. I legit jumped on the floor. I laid down on my stomach, flat. I basically jumped onto my stomach from my bed, laid flat. I started crying. Um... My mom thought I was overreacting. My, Everybody thought I was overreacting because I was upstairs. I started crying because it was going off. I, you know, I had my ears covered. I was, I was terrified. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. And it was just so loud that that's how my body reacted. I didn't overreact. I reacted in a normal, healthy way and a way how Most people might react to noises that they don't like, especially with having anxiety. So on that day, one of my dogs that we, you know, that we had just got, um, in March that we found, you know, she's one of those dogs who are like, she's going to come comfort you. So she came right by my side when she heard me crying and she sat there and she, laid there with, she sat there with me the whole entire time to make sure I was okay. And finally, I left my room. I went down and sat on the stairs because I just didn't want to be in my room right then and there because I could hear the fireworks so loudly through my walls that I didn't want to be in my room. So, if somebody says you're overreacting with something when it comes to having anxiety, it's not. If you're having a panic attack, it's not overreacting. Being forgetful. People say that, yes, anxiety, you have memory issues, but if somebody says that you're, you're just being forgetful, or you're just a forgetful person, or you just can't remember anything, it's not that we can't remember stuff, it's just that we have memory issues, so you might tell us to do something, and we might totally space it out and forget. And I've forgotten so many things, plenty of plenty of times. So just just because somebody forgot or is being forgetful, it just don't. And anxiety does not mean being sad, okay? Being sad, that's no. Dealing with different mental health, um, just because somebody isn't showing an emotion or you think that that person is showing that kind of emotion doesn't mean that that's what they are or whatever it comes to that emotion so don't do that being choosing to be distant somebody who has anxiety just because somebody is choosing to be distant with anxiety maybe it doesn't mean that they're choosing to maybe they just want to or maybe they just need some space so it's not a choice it's how their body how they're reacting to maybe certain situations and anxiety is not a personality it's not a personality trait it is nothing personality is how a person is like somebody can describe you as being very real and true and honest and a very maybe authentic person. That's a personality. Or that's somewhat a personality. But personality is not having a mental health disorder. Mental health disorder affects the body in a different way. It's not a personality trait. A personality trait is who you are as a person, what defines you as a person. um, Anxiety, it is also, it is not fake. It is real, it's 100% true. So to anybody who says anxiety is not real it is it's real i've also had a time where i was playing a video game i was playing fortnite and fortnite it just you know it gave me so much anxiety in general because i didn't like the sound of the shots or was somebody would shoot me or you know eliminate me in the game I just I reacted the kind of way I reacted to the fireworks. Like, I got scared. I just, you know, I had to take some time off of the game. So I spent months not playing Fortnite because it just gave me so much anxiety. And my younger sister actually told me that it's not anxiety. Like, it's just how the game is. Like, honestly. She's wrong, I'm right, it's anxiety, whatever. So when it comes to anxiety, don't let anybody ever tell you that you're wrong about something or the way that something makes you feel is not dealing with anxiety. Next, we're gonna talk about bipolar disorder. So bipolar disorder is moodiness, impulsive behavior, needing sleep slash sleeping too much or not sleeping enough, poor concentration or ability to think, loss of energy, nervousness, and depressed mood. Things bipolar isn't. It's not being lazy, it's not mood swings, it's not being rude slash mean, it's not um, always low energy, it's not wanting to think or concentrate, it's also not being depressed. When you have bipolar disorder, I can't really speak speak much and say much sorry for being loud, but I can't really say much for bipolar disorder because I don't deal with it but I'm just gonna say like just because somebody has bipolar disorder doesn't mean that they're being lazy it's not a, they're not choosing to be lazy maybe it's just you know it's just how their body reacts to having bipolar disorder and nobody and And if you say somebody who has bipolar disorder has mood swings or something, like, you should just, just don't say that. Because if you say, oh, you're just having mood swings or something that's rude, just don't say it. And if you're saying, if you, somebody said that being rude or being mean by having bipolar disorder, they're not being rude or mean. That's just naturally how they respond to whatever it is. Bipolar disorder isn't not having low energy. You don't choose to have low energy, it just sort of happens. Um, Not wanting to think or concentrate. Somebody who has bipolar disorder, and if they aren't, if they don't want to think or concentrate, it's not that they don't want to, it's just maybe they cannot at that time or in that moment in general. And just because somebody has bipolar, does not mean that they're being depressed. I hate when people use like different stereotypes when it comes to certain topics because those stereotypes are not true and people need to just mind their own business. The next disorder we're gonna talk about is dementia. I think I said that right, hopefully. Dementia is personality changes, anxiety, loneliness, mood swings, depressed, paranoia and memory loss having this dementia is not forgetting on purpose just because somebody has dementia just it doesn't mean that they're forgetting things on purpose if that ends up being you know a thing Um, being paranoid just because somebody has dementia and they're paranoid like they deal with paranoia doesn't mean that they're paranoid That's just, I think that's rude to say and shouldn't be said. Um, Also, having mood swings. It's not just because it's a symptom doesn't mean you can just tell somebody with dementia that they're having mood swings. It does not mean that at all. It's just how their body reacts to having dementia. Wanting to be lonely. If somebody with dementia just wants... It's not wanting to be lonely, it's maybe they just don't want to be around a lot of people. Just because loneliness is a symptom doesn't mean that they want to be lonely, it's just how they react to having it. And last but not least, being scared um, slash sad. Somebody with dementia doesn't have to be scared of situations or sad, it's a normal response. Next up is attention deficit Dis- hyperactivity disorder. So having ADHD is being aggressive, hyper, fidgeting, repetitive, or worse, difficult, focused, short attention span, anger, anxiety, boredom, excitement, mood swings, and depression. ADHD is not being rude slash mean. If somebody with ADHD is being rude or mean, it's maybe you said something to them and that's just how they responded to it. It's not them being rude or mean, it's just whatever you said to them maybe triggered something and that's just their normal response. Having ADHD does not not mean being energetic 24 seven. Just because somebody has ADHD and they're being super energetic that day, or something, does not mean that they're like that all the time. Um, somebody, um, also, ADHD is not being dumb or not smart. Um, I, I since I deal with this, I've kind of been told that, like, I'm just not smart, or just like, I'm just, you know, dumb. You just, okay, you shouldn't say that to somebody who has ADHD because it doesn't mean that they're not smart or dumb. It's just maybe they learn. Having ADHD actually means that you learn at a different speed than some people. So having ADHD means you you learn at a slower pace than people without ADHD. Some people, like, when you're in school and, you know, there would be people who knew the answers and if the teacher called on you and... You didn't know the answer and you said something and then somebody said the correct answer. It doesn't mean that you're dumb or not smart. It's just your your brain doesn't work as fast as some people. So, having ADHD does not make some make someone dumb or not smart at all. They're smart in their own way, okay? So, I'm just tired of hearing that kind of stuff. And ADHD is not wanting to focus. Having ADHD it means you have a short attention span. So if somebody with ADHD just cannot focus, it doesn't mean that they don't want to focus. It's just that maybe you're just boring them to death and they just lost all interest in what you were talking about. So obviously that's called having a short attention span. So just because somebody doesn't want to focus doesn't mean anything. Having ADHD does not mean being a zombie slash lazy. Some ADHD affects people in different ways. For me ADHD, some days I'm super lazy and I don't wanna do anything. And some days I'm super outgoing and stuff. It really depends on what your doctor prescribes you for when it comes to medication for ADHD and how the medicine affects you as a person and how it affects your body. And last but not least, ADHD is not forgetting stuff all the time just because somebody has ADHD and you say oh you're just such a forgetful person or how could you forget that or whatever sometimes having ADHD makes you forget things and we're not trying to forget things it's just that maybe whatever you said it just didn't seem as important to us so we just ignored it Next up is attention deficit disorder (ADD). So ADD is kind of similar to ADHD, but there are differences between ADD and ADHD. So if you say somebody has ADD or ADHD, and you said, it, and if you say, "Oh, isn't that the same thing?" It's not at all. So having ADD means having problem focusing, impulsive behavior. Disorganized, bad at time management, trouble planning, frequent mood swings, short-tempered, frequent anxiety. Having ADD does not mean not wanting to focus, not having behavior issues, not being organized, being lazy, and dumb/slash not smart. I basically kind of went over some of this when I talked about ADHD. So, like I said, just because somebody has ADD does not mean does not make them less smart or less or dumb. It's just their body, their brain works in a different way and it doesn't work like most people's. And just cause somebody has ADD does not mean they're being lazy. It's just a normal response. And if somebody, and just cause somebody has ADD doesn't mean that they're not being organized. It's just maybe they forgot or it's just they can't think straight right then and there and having ADD does not mean having behavior issues it's a normal response to having ADD and last but not least not wanting to focus like I said with ADHD just because somebody doesn't want to focus with having ADD it's not that they don't want to they do maybe they just have a short attention span Okay, little heads up, we have one, two, three, four more um, mental health disorders to talk about. So I just want to let y'all know we're almost done. So the next mental health we're going to talk about is schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is lack of motivation, low emotional expressions, delusions, social withdrawals, and disorganized thinking. That's not all the symptoms, but that was some. Um, schizophrenia isn't not wanting to be motivated. Just because somebody has schizophrenia doesn't mean that they're not wanting to be motivated. Maybe they just have no emotion, I mean, no motivation for that day. Um, having schizophrenia does not mean having, does not mean being emotional, less emotionalist. It doesn't mean that they don't have emotions. It just means that their emotions are they have low emotional expression so don't take it personal and if somebody has schizophrenia it does not mean that they're crazy or weird or anything that's just how they react to having it but like I said everybody um, everybody deals with their mental health differently so next up is obsessive compulsive disorder and OCD is compulsive boarding hyperventilance, meaningless, repeating own words, social isolation, anxiety, guilt, panic attack, and excuse me, depression and fear. Just because somebody has OCD does not mean that they're a clean freak, that they're weird or fake or not wanting to be around people, being sad or being anxious. Having an OCD does not make somebody a clean freak or something. When I was around when I was about fourth fifth third grade something like that somebody asked me if I had OCD because as a fifth grader I was so organized especially when it came to my you know having those desks in class and you had to put your stuff in it people thought I was so organized because my desk looked super nice and clean it's just because I was raised from a young age to Clean up after myself so i've always been super clean until i got older i kind of you know continued to be clean but kind of got a little lazy with it so like i said ocd does not mean somebody's like weird or fake or something even though that's i don't know somebody is not wanting to be around people just because somebody with ocds um self I, social isolates themselves from people it doesn't mean that they don't want to be around people it's just maybe they they've had enough time being around people and they need to recharge and having OCD does not make a person sad or anxious it's just like i said how they deal with it and i know i keep repeating that but people really do deal with these things in their own way next uh second to last autism So autism is poor on contact, compulsive behavior, repetitive movements, learning disability, speech delay, lack of attention span, anxiety, depression. Some um, autism affects people in many different ways. So don't, if you know somebody who has autism, don't be mean to them, they'll be rude. Autism is different and affects people. In different ways, autism isn't not trying to pay attention, not being smart, not being able to talk to people, not a personality, and not being dumb. Um, I have heard people say some of these things about people with autism, um, but it is very not true. If somebody with autism um, doesn't like not doesn't not try to pay attention, it's not that they don't want to. It's how it affects them. In that way and somebody who has autism it doesn't mean that they're not smart i have watched the show atypical and the character the when they talk about autism and stuff the 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 people in there are so so smart when they do the like little group things and stuff and if you have ever watched atypical you wouldn't understand because you would so understand because just because somebody has autism doesn't make them less smart than somebody. People who have autism are very very smart. I 100% know that. Um, just because somebody has autism does not mean that they're not able to talk. Some people with autism have lack of communication and speech delay, and some people with autism it just affects the speech. A different way and autism is not a personality nothing at all about it is that and having autism does not mean being dumb like I said I've met uh, I've, I guarantee you I've met plenty of people with autism who are very smart so just don't last but not least post-traumatic stress disorder PTSD PTSD is irritability self-destructive social isolation, flashbacks, slash fear, severe anxiety, loss of interest, guilt, and nightmares. Someone who has PTSD, it doesn't mean that they are being irritated 24-7, not wanting to be around people, being scared or afraid, being lazy, being anxious 24-7, and avoidance. If somebody deals with PTSD, them being irritated 24-7 is not true. Maybe they just... Maybe certain things make them irritable. So if somebody with PTSD is irritable 24-7, then maybe there's something that's bothering them. So just be careful with people who have PTSD also. Um, PTSD is not wanting to be around people. People who have PTSD and self-isolate Maybe that's their way of feeling like, you know, it's better for them to maybe be alone rather than around people. Or maybe that, maybe they like to be around people for a couple hours and they just need some time to themselves because being by yourself sometimes and alone is probably a better way to cope with mental health rather than being around people. But we'll talk about that in a second um having ptsd does not make somebody afraid or scared to do things um if somebody has ptsd and they were in a car accident or something doesn't if they are if you say oh they're afraid to get in a car or maybe they're afraid to drive or something like don't mess around with them like that or don't like make a joke about it because maybe they aren't you know scared all the time or maybe there's certain things that trigger that ptsd for them and having ptsd is not being lazy even though sometimes being lazy is also a healthy way of dealing with things being anxious 24 7. now somebody who has P- ptsd like if somebody's anxious all the time Maybe that's just a normal response on how they deal with it. And last but not least, avoidance. Just because somebody avoids things all the time does not mean that they are avoiding anything that may trigger PTSD. Um, Last thing I wanted to mention is that I will be um, sharing a link so you guys can send in messages for my podcast. So check out the link. I will share it on all of my social media platforms and stuff. So check it out. Send in messages and let me know what you think of this podcast. Let me know what you uh, can't wait to see in the future. Um, Send in some feedback. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, You can send in questions about anything that you want for future episodes. So I'm gonna leave that link up on my social medias and let me know, so yeah. So now we're going to talk about ways to help cope with mental health. I'm going to talk about ways I cope with mental health and some ways that you can cope with mental health. And just to let you know that some of these um, things to cope with are going to be the same as ways that I cope with and some things that you can cope with. And then after this, I'm going to end the episode and that'll be it for this week's episode. So let's get on into it. So ways that I deal with it are I usually spend time alone. Sometimes I will spend time with my family because sometimes I like to be around my family because maybe I don't want to be alone and maybe being around my family for a little bit it's kind of nice maybe just to you know just have a little conversation about whatever's going on right then and there. Um, Sometimes time with friends is really good coping time because sometimes you just need to be with your friends just to, you know, enjoy the moment, live in the moment. Um, Exercise is another good way. I exercise when I feel like it, and it helps me me sometimes. Um, I'm trying to start doing yoga a little bit. And yoga's also a fun way to do it if you don't want to do a whole lot of exercise that day. Or if you're on your period for you ladies and you don't want to exercise because exercise is one way to help with cramps. But if you don't, then always try yoga. They also have workout videos for when you're on your period. You should definitely check them out on YouTube, just saying. Just getting you guys a little advice out there, you gals. Um, Yeah, um, no social media. Sometimes I will log out of my Snapchat because I don't want to talk to people or snap people right then and there or or I don't want to snap people for the day because just being away from that actually helps a lot for me because I don't have to deal with that or even just shutting off my phone for the day or just limiting my social media for the time because sometimes social media can be a lot to deal with and sometimes it's not a healthy way to do it. So, spending time away from social media and your phone is very is the way I you know, cope with it. I also relax a lot and I try to do some relaxing things to help me deal with and cope with my mental health. Sometimes being around my dogs is nice because i get to be on my dogs and you know just enjoy those little moments going outside is another one going outside is a nice time way to you know get out of your head for a while and go somewhere and just think maybe or just get out um drawing reading writing listen to music podcasts are other ways I like to deal with my mental health. I usually do things that I enjoy to just, in general, just to deal with my mental health. Sometimes cleaning my room, or cleaning something in general, makes me feel better, which can also maybe help you a little bit. And also making YouTube videos. Making YouTube videos is like one of my ways to like escape life for like a while and just be in my own little world and i wanted to tell a story real quick i also i wrote down laying on trampoline so the other night i last night i went out at like one something to three in the morning and i just laid out on our trampoline in the back i took a a thin blanket and i just laid on it and just listened to music and just played some subway surfers and just looked at the sky and then I sat my phone down listened to some music and just kind of admired nature and just enjoyed nature while it was there which was very very nice and very relaxing so if you have a trampoline or just something to go outside and lay on you should definitely do it for a couple of hours. I definitely suggest trying it at night also if you have something in your yard or you have a yard where you can just go out at night and look at the stars or the sky or something it was a very relaxing way to cope with things so I recommend it okay now we're going to talk about some things that you guys can try before my voice goes out so if you ever want to try some alone time spending time with family friends definitely try it out if you don't want to do that then maybe just some a little time might do you good trying exercise yoga meditation i want to try meditation because i hear it's a good way to relax so i might start meditating a little bit um relaxing like i said is a great way going outside being around animals in general might honestly be good less time on phone and social media. I recommend you definitely doing it, especially over quarantine, because spending some time away from your phone and social media might actually do you a lot better than you think. Drawing, coloring, writing, reading, listening to music, podcasts, cleaning, chores, are definitely other ways you can do to um, cope with uh, mental health. I also wanted to mention something. I did see this quote the other day, I think on Pinterest, Pinterest, saying that, you know, it's sad how we have to, you know, distract ourselves to cope with things, especially our mental health. And I think it is very true. I think it's very sad that we have to, you know, do things so we don't, so we aren't trapped inside of our heads and stuff. And just letting you guys know, um, I have had that feeling before where I felt trapped in my head. I spent the night at my friend's house one time and I just, I don't know, I wasn't doing too good at that time. And my friend fell asleep and I stayed up till like 3 in the morning talking to a friend and, uh, a friend at the time. And, you know, that friend helped me get through whatever was going on because I just couldn't sleep right then and there. So I was kind of, you know, dealing with it. And I thought to myself that day, I was like, every time I think of this time, I'm always like, it's so sad how you can just be right next to somebody and you're going through something and they have no idea. I think that's like the saddest um, stuff ever. So if you're ever in that kind of situation, I'm sorry, you have to deal with that because I've been there. I've dealt with it. I felt like I was trapped in my brain. I felt like my brain, like it was me trapped in like my, like a prison cell up in my brain. And it just, it just wasn't fun in general. So if you ever go through something like that, I know how it feels. Trust me. I know. All right. So I know this podcast is very long, but if you made it to the end, thank you. Thank you for bearing with me through the whole entire thing um like i said i do these podcasts like once a week because i can't do a podcast every day because my voice but i really do hope you enjoy this episode of mental health um this is the first episode of mental health i'll be talking about other types of mental health and other videos um i promise you not all my um podcasts are gonna be super long some of them might be short some of it might be long it's just how it how it is okay so hope you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to follow me on all my social medias um on my last podcast i mentioned at the end my youtube channel so (laughs) go follow hey it's caitlin7 on youtube put all that together um and let me just say it out for you slowly so you can hear this it's hey it's with a Z not S, not S Caitlyn 7 hey it's Caitlin 7 Okay, on YouTube um, follow the Instagram Twitter and follow the podcast and I'll, see, I'll talk to you guys in the next episode um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the next episode but like I mentioned in the beginning if you ever want to be in an episode I would very much enjoy it so next time if you would like to join me in another episode or just send in a message for me to add in the episode i would be very much okay with that um just dm me on whatever social media you have me on and like i said i'll talk to y'all in the next episode and please stay safe i love you all and dealing with mental health Get help, please, and I'm always here for any of y'all if you ever need it, and please stay safe during this quarantine and all this time, and don't overthink any of it. Just go with the flow, vibe, live life, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye! Hey, y'all, so... This segment is going to be called my life update weekly so basically I'm gonna be doing a update near the end of the podcast episode about how my week went and how it has changed me or how my week went just to talk about it because I think it's cool to be able to talk about these things in general so this week I decided to challenge myself with something that was very challenging to me and It has honestly made me into a better person. This challenge that I decided to do for myself, it has made me a stronger person and it's opened my eyes a lot more. Um, I'm gonna be challenge myself by doing this thing um, for two weeks, just to see how two weeks feels by giving myself this challenge during this quarantine, just to see how it affects me, and to see how, after these two weeks are over, to see what I can do by adding this challenge into my life, but adding it to where it's, like, for, like, appropriate times, or, like, you know, good right times when it should be, whatever. So, when I started out this challenge, um the first couple days it was like like i didn't know how to like process things and stuff and then near the end of the week it kind of got better and i'm a much happier person because i challenged myself and i think people should challenge themselves with things in their life that maybe mess their life up a little bit or maybe just give yourself a challenge to see how long you can do the challenge or give your tie yourself like a time and a date to for this challenge to start and to it end and see how it affects you and i've been recording myself on snapchat and saving these like videos from day one and i'm going to be continuing it up until the end of this challenge for me so um i actually cannot wait to see how i am going to be in the next week because this first week it's kind of been hard but it kind of got easier as time went on so i'm doing a lot better right now and i feel like a lot more happy about myself and feel more like i can be like super i don't know open with myself and i feel like i'm kind of a new person because of this challenge so if you ever think that you can't challenge yourself or you can't do something um you definitely can. You just have to give yourself time and you know, motivate yourself because nobody's going to motivate you motivate you. You got to do it yourself. So that has been honestly like one of my highlights this week and since um this challenge I ended up getting in touch with some old friends, which was not was uh, what I was expecting. So Thanks to this challenge that I'm taking on right now, it has made my life a lot better right now. But when this challenge is over, I'm gonna try to incorporate this challenge with my life. But, you know, know when it's appropriate for certain times, but still, you know, enjoy life to the fullest and do crazy things in life. But, you know, do stuff. I also ended up staying up. I ended up challenging myself the other day by seeing how long we could stay up also. This was another challenge I um, completed this week. So I first, when I first decided to challenge myself to stay up, a long time ago back in fifth grade, the longest I stayed up was like 3 in the morning. And then the older I got, it ended up being 5 in the morning, then 8 in the morning, and then this week I ended up staying up until... 10:10 10, 10 a.m in the morning and i did not expect that that's the time i basically went to bed which was crazy for me i ended up watching the sunrise and watching a movie and you know chilling relaxing having a of time by myself so it was really nice honestly so the this week has been very challenging it, it was very hard at first but you know, near the end of the week, it got a lot easier. So, like I said, if you ever want to challenge yourself or think you cannot do something, I 100%, I, 100%, I 100% believe in you and know that you can do it. So, that's really it for this segment on the Real and True Podcast. So, I'll talk to y'all next week about what's going on. Alright, see ya. Bye. Talk to y'all later. Actually, I'll talk to y'all next week, but later.